<laughs> well, hello. Once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection. Broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Fax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. <laughs> with me, Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> And we have with us today, Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. I All love right. that intro that will never get old. Nope, it won't <laughs> never get old. It's perfect. It's set up. It's done. Never change. <laughs> Thank you, Flavio, our yeah. radio sign-in guy, yeah. wherever you are now. <laughs> Still signing us in. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's on adventures. He's he's on his airship. On his. How did everybody survive last week? <laughs> oh man, COVID was fun. Let me COVID tell you, the... and a freeze. Oh, did y'all get the freeze down there? And working from oh, home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? Okay, I wasn't sure. We, yes, yes. We we all got the ice storm. Uh, probably not as bad as as you uh, <laughs> in North Texas. Um, but uh, there was there was. Ice on the road and uh, was not fun. Thursday, I took off work uh, just just ahead of time. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> My boss sent us home on Wednesday saying, "Take all your stuff home. We're closing the doors." Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah good. Yeah, that's. My supervisor was like, "What do you mean you're not coming in?" <laughs> all right. I'm like, okay. I, unlike I you, I don't have a under my desk, Bob. <laughs> Well, and people were freaking out on our local group about everyone bri- buying out the stores from food. But I mean, after last year, can you blame people for having no, no. PTSD-related shopping? That's no joke. Yeah, I, I, I saw a he- article headline about uh, people ha- being diagnosed with PTSD from last mm-hmm. year's uh, snow and loss of power. And yeah. yeah, we talked about that last week. And yeah. kind of every... <laughs> it's supposed to get cold every- again this weekend. Uh, no. But it's coming back. Nobody down here lost power, I don't think. But um, Blue Stocking, I'm... you said that up up where you are uh, in Denton. Yeah, um, in, I'm in Denton, but uh, in Dallas, Encore power is, uh, I guess, does a lot of Dallas. And so I, I think I remember seeing a number of 40,000 had lost power. So Denton, from everything that I could see, Denton ended up being okay. We did have a transformer blow um, Wednesday night. A couple blocks away from us uh it didn't affect our street so we had a transformer blow when it started to get really cold but denton actually we came through it okay i mean the streets were gnarly but you know other than that everything seemed to come through okay it was dallas that dallas and fort worth and I, like i said i think primarily encore customers that took a big hit with the power but the water was fine although i saw austin has a water boil notice now what's that about oh, yeah uh, yeah, well, we were getting to that. Yeah. Uh, but first, hey, Rita, Rita's joined us. Rita, did you uh, hear about anybody losing power in your neighborhood? I know she's up in North Texas, too. Yeah, Plano. Power oh, I didn't know she was in Plano. Okay, I didn't know you are in Plano, Rita. Okay, yeah, you're very near me. Oh, good. I- I'm glad you, uh, you're able to uh, stay with power, stay with heat, all the important things. Uh, so, yes, now we are under a boil, no- boil water notice, which they say has nothing to do with the freeze but somebody pushed the wrong button and everything went to pot or something 
I'm not sure. Non-potable water was flushed down uh, drinkable tubes, apparently. Somebody messed. Oh, Someone somebody's got fired. out of job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rita, I lost a tree branch or two as well. Yeah, I'm. Mean, yeah, we did. There was tree branches down around town that I noticed. But if that's the worst of it. But how long are y'all under the boil notice? Until they tell us we're not. Until we get oh. the so, app uh, link on our on these digital devices that tells us we can drink our water without boiling it. Oh, that's the worst. I'm, I'm sorry. being safe and boiling my water before I take a shower. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it still can get in your mouth, so. I'm just turning my water heater up to like 155. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I've drunk non-potable water for decades. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I have so many parasites that are don't affect me anymore. Water. <laughs> You just strain it through the goatee and the, the mustache. All the parasites are working in harmony. Just be like, Everything's okay. All right, let's drink this water. <laughs> oh, no. My gut bacteria cannot be beat. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I hope that works out. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll talk to the neck professor. We, we can make, make this a microbial wrestling match for you. <laughs> so many bad places just, that they just can go. Zoom in wow. on your on, on like like on your gut and have like the little microbes feeding <laughs> each other up. Like, then zoom out and you're just sitting there going, oh, thinking about it. <laughs> no. People who like wrestling now all of a sudden it's steampunk micro microbial matches. I mean, hey, you know, got to keep things fresh and exciting. <laughs> Keyword fresh. That's <laughs> <Ew. laughs> a certain right. aroma. Oh, man. <laughs> Where 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 did we go? This, this is what happens when we don't have a direction. This is what happens with black ice. You just slip off into the unknown. <laughs> Speaking of the unknown, <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up, and so is the Super eh. Bowl. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't participate I, in either. So. <laughs> so there's this game that comes out. I've been talking to the developer. I've I've viewed him. I've been like doing recordings over Discord. Been this really fuzzy, really terrible uh, uh, resolution. But so I've been like sticking my own like VHS schematic in it to try to make it feel more like a like a retro 70s 80s uh space warfare game and um it comes out on Friday and all my friends that are involved with, with willing to play it are like oh, are you going to buy it like let's like like setting up like times to play it over the weekend and I'm just like hey, guys it's it's Valentine's Day is coming and they're like oh oops this is something we need to think about <laughs> Aww. So I apparently saved a bunch of people's relationships. You are Cupid. Steampunk Cupid. Can I be reluctant <laughs> Steampunk Cupid? That would be so much fun. Be like, click. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me do it. Or or the guy who's just like, what is the what is the worst connection combination of people I can put together? <laughs> That's one so night you only. Chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> Cupid chose violence on this day, and the world was never the same. <laughs> chose chaos. Oh, there's a long, funny story with Lawrence on an icy roof. No, that's that's not a long, funny story. That's a very short, funny story. Oh, that's a Chevy quick. Chase story. <laughs> the only part about Chevy Chase story is it's funny because I didn't like Chevy Chase. Oh, I mean, okay, as a human being, no. I do not like Chevy Chase. <laughs> Christmas Vacation, one of my favorite movies ever. I have to watch it. Never I, I love to hate him on the community. See, I never watched that, but I heard he was you need really, to watch really the community horrible. So bad. I heard he was or, just atrocious on set, and everybody didn't. Everybody hated him, him, and that's one reason yeah. he didn't come back later. 
but they do a great job of kind of working that in as his character on stage with all the other actors too. And so it feels natural and it's, it's kind of that like, Oh, I hate you. See you tomorrow. And he walks out the door kind of thing. <laughs> so no fun working with a method actor when the character he's playing is a it, jerk. It pretty much is. It's, it's Chevy chase. If he went back to didn't have the money, he didn't have Chevy chase. Yeah. Which, okay. I'm wondering if they had him like live on set in an airstream or something just to give him that extra like extra angry. (laughs) You're supposed to be an old guy going back to community college. You're not supposed to be happy about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've heard things about him. I know he's not supposed to be pleasant to to work with, but Christmas vacation. No, I I can understand. There there are certain actors that I don't agree with their politics, but I really enjoy their craft. Or one way I actually got... Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Wesley Crusher on Star Trek. He came out and kind of said, "Will Wheaton." You know, that, yeah, Will Wheaton came out and saying that because there's a whole big deal of a bunch of like a director or two came out and they were like, I "Have a hard time watching that stuff that I I used to watch to help me get through." And you know, like Buffy, an example, people really liked it, but have a harder time watching it now, knowing about the director. And so, Will Wheaton came out saying, "You know, enjoy it for everybody else that was involved because it paid." It, it made people big. It paid people's wages. They still did well on screens. Don't don't enjoy it for, you know, the issues, but enjoy it for the reason of everything else that was going on. And I kind of think that did help me not be angry when I watched certain shows and was like, I can't watch this because this guy's a turd in it or, you know, as a turd in real life. Like, <sighs> that's difficult to swallow sometimes, but easier now that I'm still like, there's, you know, it's still an art form. It's still something I enjoy. Yeah, but also Will Wheaton also came out in defense of Chris Hardwick when Me Too happened and everything from the nerds. So that is as far as I'm going to go in that. Not going to get political. It's all right. Whoopi Goldberg said something slightly weird this morning and then had to come out. She said something really weird. And then had to go on to the uh, the, the um, Tonight Show, uh, Steve Colbert, and like, let me explain. Yeah, she's backpedaling uh, real fast. So, yeah. yeah. And which I like her and I understand it was not something something that she meant to be bad it's just from her perspective i can see where she's coming from i just don't think it it was phrased bad yeah and she even's like i understand it was phrased bad and i get it i thought this was a conversation apparently it wasn't and i'm sorry (laughs) don't don't sorry dax i'm not trying to be political no no (laughs) i don't i don't want to you know i don't want to force anybody not to be political in these in these times you know if we don't if we don't take a stand on important issues what are we so yeah i'm just sitting here because you guys are saying basically anything i have to say like yeah she said something <laughs> real dumb she said something even real how, bad. You, how that goes through your head to think that you know as as an adult of 60 years on you how, how did that work i don't know so I, don't, I just i don't from know her perspective she sees race as color difference when as someone who is white and apparently who has not me but my son and my wife have it in their blood to be jewish we understand that a little different and it's a completely different type of ethnic racism i guess is a decent way of looking at it it she's she's lived on this earth long enough to understand the the nuances of Mm -hmm. of the language and Mm -hmm. and what you know, she knows enough history, or should, to know 
the history of Judaism and how they were persecuted for for centuries as a as a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no such it's thing literally as racial cleansing. Races yeah. in it, as humans scientifically. So what? I, honestly, it still comes from the whole colonialism thing too, where we really were certain powers pushed it to make, you know, to take advantage of other peoples of other culture so they could roll in and take the land and take whatever was, was be able sure. to you know, do there. And it's really easy to say, Hey, you look different. Therefore, you know, you're, you're not entitled and it just changes everything and kind of throw a steampunk flair on that. It kind of the whole, like, you know, everyone looks at fairies, Ooh, fairies and elves. Ooh, they're all cute and fuzzy. And then goblins are like, Oh, that's a little, you know? Yeah. Sub. Well, and that's, I mean, that's, you know, and I try not are, to we, talk about are we paralleling goblins and, and the Jewish Look at people. Lord of the Rings. There is some <laughs> obvious racial stuff that went on there. The orcs. The, yeah, they're Tolkien had a definite issue when he did the and orcs. Not just orcs, the, yeah. but the orcai, which were oh. the better orcs. Wait, the closer wait, to humans yeah. because Hold on they were a second. Hold on. Who, who, were, who are we comparing orcs to through Tolkien? We're just it comparing had more to them do as with, a It had more to do yeah, skin color. The, the differences of the dark is bad, the light is good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was the difference. I and I mean, good, tall, and more you know, human-like. Yeah. So I, I, that I mean, you know, all science fiction fantasy writers. Well, not all, but it is an easy thing to fall into as a writer to sort of maybe not consciously, but make the these parallels to your fantasy fantasy races mm-hmm. and and other human cultures. Um, Tolkien is an easy, <laughs> an easy target in this case, um, and I never really even thought about how the parallels of uh, Tolkien's dwarves and the Jewish people are there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and well, and also J.K. Rowling's um, the goblins. That was where a lot of people lost. That was where a lot of people got upset because the goblins and in. in J.K. Rowling's. They were they they yeah, they hoarded gold and they ran a bank and there was a whole lot of anti-Semitic tropes Big noses, et cetera, et cetera. That yeah, and right. yeah, that was so that was a huge problem. And it's just and but everything's problematic. At, I mean, but if you yeah, look at the like time, any the other Rowling, goblin wanting to make excuses for her, but those but tropes were established. By the time she was writing her yeah. books, but goblins are known for hoarding it. gold she and being short with big noses. She might just not have been, you know. Have you seen her? As aware, okay. I don't know. I've seen her Twitter. The woman is very aware of what okay. she's doing. Okay, well that she, is yeah. unfortunate. It I just is, like it when is. people take certain designs, though, that are pre that are like in D anD D or I'm going to say prehistoric when it comes to the type like when you think of goblins the first things you think of are greedy little green dudes that you know want to go around and take your stuff and she's using that and like tying it in with a narrative that is nasty so i mean tropes exist for a reason i've talked about this on my blog a lot with the fairy tales and folklore i mean they come from somewhere they arise from something people's opinions you know i mean on i wrote did the post that i did about little red riding hood (laughs) that was entirely about don't talk to strange men because they're going to take your virtue. That is entirely what that story was about. As your grandma. It was about don't, it was literally solely and completely about don't trust strange men because the story exists in almost every continent and country that you can imagine. And it's all about little girl, little girls, virginal teenage girls talking to strange men and being led astray until they're, nobody wants them so 
we can continue these tropes or we can break out of them. You know, that's why I like fractured fairy tales because they break out of those tropes and they show a different side. Like on once upon a time where red, you know, little red Riding Hood red is also the wolf. She's yep. literally a werewolf. It's, it's breaking that trope. I love once upon a time. And I know to a degree it was, they have a fairly, like they had a large cast, but they still had a limited cast. So they told yeah. a lot of the same stories using, pre already existing characters and they did it in such a really good way. I can't really think of one individual that was bad that didn't really work out because sometimes the good guy, you know, was the bad guy in the next episode mm -hmm. or a couple episodes later, depending on the plot lines. And um, everybody is worthy of redemption. Was yeah. what the And Snow White and Prince Charming always saved each other. They continually saved each other. Yep. You know, it wasn't just him saving her. So, no. you know, and Hook I mean, was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> he, was. <laughs> he was fabulous. He was He was great. Yeah. Like but, I, I mean have... again, you know, playing with oh. tropes. Like yep. turning, you know, um Rumpelstiltskin into the crocodile. Because and I didn't even you know, that and from fantastic. the first season he wore that crocodile outfit from the mm -hmm. very first season. And Hook didn't come in until season three. I three think? or four. Yeah, it was pretty far yeah. in there. And so they had that planned out. A long yes. time ahead for him. Yeah, there was a long, there was like a five season arc. So yeah, it was, I love that. That is one of my favorite things. I love when people take fairy tales and show the truth behind them or just like Grimm does the same thing or mm -hmm. just cracks them apart. And they do little references to things that are so old that you don't realize that they're actual part, actually part of it, you know? So, yeah. sorry, we've That's wandered cool. off of steampunk. <laughs> no, we're, we're still within the purview of, of steampunk. It's True. just, it's a lot more, it's a lot more, that's the right word for it, a lot more in our zone of what we're talking about than just straight current events. So. True. And uh, I don't know if y'all saw the thing about Peter Dinklage and his, uh, what yeah. he had to say about Cinderella. Well, people, okay, Peter Dinklage came out about the new Cinderella that is going to have a Latina actress, a Cinderella, which is fine. It's great. But his issue was that Disney is saying we're progressive by putting, by having Latina Cinderella, but we're still going to have dwarfs who toil in the mines and, you know, take care of Cinderella, you know, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Snow White, who toil Snow in the mines okay. and take care of Snow White. And he was, and he was not, he was pissed off about it. He was just, he brought it up that Disney thinks that they're progressive, but they're still going with this. And my point when I, I tweeted about this was there's a lot of, if they did this, Snow White is old. It exists. Mm -hmm. One of those, it exists everywhere. And there's an Italian version where she's taken in by seven robbers, not seven yeah. dwarfs. So there are, and that would be like super cool, right? That would be, she's taken in by seven robber pirate guys. Yes. So yeah, there's different things that they can do. If they want to break out and do something interesting, Snow White has a lot of variations, but people were I freaking recently, out because all they know is Disney. I did see a Snow White version where uh, she was taken in by seven robbers who are also little people. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, that the thing bridge. is that, bridging. Uh, <laughs> this gets more complicated because there was a lot of blowback from the little people community. That yeah, the whole thing is very English complicated. Yes, to say it, hey, he doesn't speak for us. Generally, he doesn't speak out for the little people community, and we we want jobs with Disney, and he's blowing it. That so, was that's oh. ruining our one thing we've got. Yeah, that was what what we would call a very complicated. We're waiting for issue, them to redo Wizard of Oz. Honestly, it's not my place to tell 
a portion with dwarfism, what they should or should not be. Like I said, the only reason I weighed in, I didn't weigh on one way or the other. All my point was is that if Disney wants to do a Latina actress as Snow White, why not also, if you're going to break that mold, break another mold, go with a different version of the story. You don't have to stick with a loose version of the, because that's what it's, it's even what they did was a loose version of the Grimm story to begin with. Yeah. So if you're going to break one mold, do another one. I, yeah, my, I wasn't like really tall guys then a whole bunch of really There's a lot of different versions of that story. I wasn't going to jump into the dwarfism (laughs) conflict because that is not my place. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I I don't have a horse in this race either. Uh, I just want to be respectful of people's, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, no, yeah, feelings, but yeah, I don't want to rob seven little actors of jobs be- because we're trying to break molds. Yeah, if that's not necessary, it's hard to navigate. I, I don't it know what. Don't worry, we're, I think they're trying to put Ewoks back in Star Wars. It'd be plenty of work. <laughs> Shut up. Which again is, but because Warwick Davis, speaking of which, actually has a very different view of the whole thing. So that's why all I said was different variations. My point was Disney is not canon because if you want to go with Little Mermaid, all you have to do is look at Little Mermaid. That story's not in happy. Story. <laughs> that story does not. That was Hans although, Christian, Hans Christian Anderson, not a happy ending. Although, if you watch the Disney the Disney Mermaid, the more and more, the older and older I get, the more and more I agree with King Triton. <laughs> <laughs> like stay underwater. Stay, Don't be leave stupid. the humans alone. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I would just I like it when the fairy tales go in a bit of a different direction and go with some of the other variations. Everyone has put Grimm as canon, and it's not because Sleeping Beauty, not Grimm, by the way. Grimm didn't really? write Sleeping Beauty. No, it's Charles Perrault. Oh, dirt. Charles Perrault actually did Sleeping Beauty. He created. Snow White or um, Red Riding Hood and Beauty and the Beast. Those are not grim. Those are Charles Perrault that he wrote in the 17th century for French nobles at the court. That makes sense. Very different. So Disney, not canon. Break out of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, you got me rambling. If you'd like to know more. <laughs> Make her ramble some more by posting Beth more stuff. Writes in the about comments. fairy tales when she has time. Bluestock <laughs> well, has her is... own blog that she's put on hiatus because of school, but she's got a lot written about uh, fairy tales and uh, interpretations and versions of them. And she's a very uh, interesting writer with a sort of <laughs> y'all kind of writing style which i really like i was gonna bring <laughs> that up this vulgarities. One of these days, but what the heck here it is <laughs> lots of vulgarities. i'm gonna learn you <laughs> something in steampunk you're damn right <laughs> i'm just saying fairy tales are beautiful but there's a whole lot going on <laughs> grab your dr- grab grab your crack and we're gonna we're, we're gonna learn something tonight there's a lot of medieval sociopolitics sociopolitics and gender politics going on in them and you know for some people they don't need to, to crack it open they're happy and that's good you know, but for people that are interested, it's there. <laughs> yes, my husband is supporting me. I'm the Molly I Ivans know. of steampunk. <laughs> I'm just I telling think, the truth, y'all. <laughs> I think medieval fairy tales fit very well into uh, Victorian background. The mm-hmm. Victorians were really into fairy tales and they had yes. their own ideas of fairies, which didn't quite jive with earlier stories, but whatever. That's something that can definitely 
fit in the into this genre and into personal interests of people who are watching the show. So I don't see a problem. Well, and we make new fairy tales every day. I mean, fairy tales pop up, and we don't necessarily see them see them as that way until later. Urban legends turn into folklore. That's how folklore starts is urban legends that people are passing around and then it gets codified into folklore. So we have new fairy tales that we set down and codify and that's good. You know, that's really good. Like carnival or um what is the the show we were just talking about on Amazon with the fairies? Uh, carnival Row. Carnival Row. Last that's a fairy tale. I mean, it's it qualifies as a it's steampunk and it qualifies as a fairy tale. So who knows what gets set down into later traditions. So you sure. know, it just takes word of mouth. It moves along. I mean, things are different now because of the internet, and we're not telling stories around the fire in our villages. But <laughs> oh, I don't know that I do. I don't know that I agree with you there. Our villages are a little bigger now. <laughs> they are different. Yes. Yeah. But there it's are a different medium. There are definitely individuals telling stories to other individuals through through the internet rather than around a fire, uh, and that's where we get the Slender Man and uh, exactly. a lot of. Uh, modern weird stories and cryptid tales and things that are adding to our 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 fairy tale of you know yeah i mean one of yeah it's weird because one of the things i wrote about was a uh, hans trap the christmas skeleton christmas scarecrow and the dude was just a guy in germany who was a knight and had a fight with the pope and within 2 centuries even not even that one century, he was a scary boogeyman who was going to kill everybody. He was going to kill children at Christmas. And he's a special and really interesting case because we have the actual factual guy that we can find and the folklore within one century because he had a fight with the Pope. He turned he's into there. a boogeyman who's going to eat children. <laughs> <laughs> so folklore is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like speaking of folklore, uh, Lex, uh, she her character is a Rizalka. And you don't really think, and there's different variations of Rizalkas all over the place, but it's you know, yet again, highly Russian folklore. And uh, there's just not enough of that story running around. Someone needs to redo that. That'd be fun. I'm not so really sure how you would turn it into a digital age, but. There are some fractured Russian fairy tales. Um, the authors are a little questionable, but I can, yeah, Naomi Novik and what's the guy that wrote Ender's Game? Uh, Ender, um, uh, Orson yeah, Scott Card. He wrote an actually a really good um, reinterpretation of Sleeping Beauty, a Russian oh. version of Sleeping Beauty. But I have issues with him, obviously. But him, Naomi Novik has two um, based on Russian fairy tales and Kashi the Deathless. So, you know, it's just, yeah, Russian fairy tales are brutal. <laughs> we thought German Germanic ones were bad. Just, Here's this fat lady going to eat some children, you know? Nah. Baba Yaga. I love Baba Yaga. <laughs> Baba Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga is great. Yeah, with her, her hut with the chicken legs. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> of course, those of us who've seen The Witcher recently know a little more about the, that variant. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> I've watched like four episodes. She's in it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the writer's she... just lifted her. Yeah. Like, we're going to use some of that. <laughs> Aw, I didn't know she shows up. Okay, yeah. well, maybe I'll watch it. It's worth watching. Uh, the after, Witcher's fun. After I'm done watching Grimm for the fourth time. <laughs> oh, we're still, we're it's still easy. trying to get through all the Supernatural. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that was like 20 years worth of my life I have to get caught up on. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe... 
at the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this program, Please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K cabaret. <laughs> you know, we never talked about what we were drinking tonight. Oh, we and Thax always has something interesting. Okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> this week. <laughs> Not this time. Oh, it's just it's just it's Bud White. Uh, Bud Light, I, you know. I, I <laughs> it's a Bud Light baby. Lime. <laughs> Make fun of my Bud Light Limes. Why why wouldn't we make fun of your Bud Light Limes? It's my one thing that I enjoy that's cheap and stupid, all right? Make fun of me all you want, I guess. I know you better than to think that that's the one thing that you enjoy that's cheap and stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I hang out I'm with gonna you. I'm going to walk away from it. that. I'm going to back up. Facts continue. So, uh... I was having a crappy day today. A lot of uh, headaches and tiredness because of allergies. Yes. So I really didn't feel like hitting the sauce tonight. Are you drinking Dayquil straight? I I am drinking T-Punk Tea's Sweet Red. Ooh. Ooh. Which is uh, uh, caramel rooibos tea. Ooh, that sounds good. And uh, this is my second cup. Nice. To me, I get a lot of like... Pipe tobacco notes are uh, uh, a sweet uh, cigar smoke flavor to this, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really liking it. Just I'm just huffing it. Yeah, nice. no, I, I, yeah. that one I will brew, and the whole house smells like, like you said, that kind of tobacco pipe scent. But it's like not, smoky vanilla. Yeah, it's smoky vanilla ish. Yeah. But then there's like a kind of like a rose pedal thing to it and it's not harsh on the senses like actual smoke would be it's like a steam and uh it's nice i really like it much milder than actual burning tobacco woody but the scent is there um it's really nice i i'm tempted at some future date to infuse it into into a a bourbon and see what makes what i get that sounds really good yeah Okay, well, I'm gonna have that to look weird, like smoked glass bourbon thing they they <laughs> they do. It's so weird. Uh, went to a crisp. My, my boss took us out on a Christmas party, and uh, they had some really fancy drinks like that. And they were bringing out wood smoked bourbons. And that what is this? And where? Why is this something I've never heard of? And yeah, no, I had to try one. It was fantastic. Dang, I I need to make a lot more money. That, that's <laughs> Or figure out how to smoke my own bourbon. I think you can. I mean, yeah. there's, there's yeah. equipment you can buy online to do all that hoity-toity stuff at home. But it's such a process, too. I'm just like, when it's I'm easier drinking, to buy I'm it. just like, I, I kind of want to get to the... There, there's kind of that, that party mentality of, of getting to the thing. Now, if I want to make a really cool drink, it's going to be like a white Russian that's made with, like, Kahluas and, like, uh, a pecan liqueur and cream... <laughs> And it's this big, it, like, there's like four things or five things that go into my, my, my white Russian at this point. And, it, and it's like a pecan praline white Russian. It's fantastic. All right, Lebowski. There, <laughs> there are ways to get, I mean, I, I, mess, 
I'm I am say a Buddhist mes- priest. <laughs> Mescal has that smoky thing to it that they managed to get in there. So, I mean, you can do it. it mes- I can't stand the smell of Mescal anymore. That's I get it. late 90s crawling around in somebody's backyard after too much Mescal. So I- <laughs> <laughs> Hands and knees, grass stains on my jeans. I don't do I Mescal. But yeah, I mean, that smoky essence, you can get it in there. You know, give it a try. See if you can turn yourself into a master brewer. Yeah. Then I'd definitely be doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) I need a job at a brewery. I'm a master brewer. What do you do? I brew things. (laughs) In your boots, I'll brew them. Show you how good I am. Are you like Roger the Shrubber, but you're a brewer? (laughs) Mmm, yeasty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That will be a thing. (laughs) Why? All right. Why isn't there a steampunk brewer as a character? That just seems like a thing. There's got to be somewhere. You, there is somewhere. Yeah. There's whether it's be in a, Mike yeah. Riggs, you know a steampunk or... brewer or a guy who goes to a freaking convention as a steampunk brewer, I'll even take a Friar Tuck style steampunk monk will work for me. I, I need pictures. This is a thing. What? Hold up now. What? Why are we assuming the steampunk brewer is going to be a man? It can be a girl too. I don't mind. I, if she's a monkette, it's fine. I want pictures of this monkette. How would you do it? What's a feminine? What's a feminine term for a monk? Well, brewer. I mean, if we're talking about a brewer, then I would just go with brewer. brewer. And actually, in the sixth, fifteenth, and sixteenth centuries, a lot of female brewers because people mm-hmm. were dying from the plague at alarming amounts. So women in England, especially, were in charge of the. Brewer. So yeah, I can't give you specifics on it but yeah women were in charge of the brewing but i mean mike rig who does one of the clockwork um, role-playing game podcasts i guarantee there's someone in his universe who is a brewer i guarantee it that is a very fleshed out male female of of either sex i just want to i just want a brewer i think the steampunk brewer would be fantastic i know plenty of steampunk drinkers does that count i well there's a lot of those that's one reason we need more we need more brewers there's a short there's a there's that 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 is an area that's lacking we got too many airship pirate captains um we finally got we finally got some marshals in the world and mercenaries and everyone wants to be a freaking pirate captain and then there's me who's like i just need to be the great the gray guy you know Gangster. We have a few librarians. Yeah, yeah, a lot of steam. There's, I mean, there's only a few of us, but yeah, there's not many of us. But we're here. We're adventurous. I'm, I'm waiting for you guys kind to of. carry around the tomes. <laughs> well, did like, you like, hear, like a belt of scrolls? Did you hear about the raid on Mar-a-Lago or the National I Archives did. came? <laughs> I did. Oh. I am so waiting to hear more so about that. That book series that I told you guys about, the Invisible Library series, remember a couple of weeks ago, the new one came out? They have in the books the Library Strike Team. And that's all I could think about. And I tweeted about it this morning. That's all I could think about when I read that article. I'm like, they sent a Library Strike Team to bring back the 15 boxes of documents. And I, I could imagine them repelling down the building in their kicky outfits, little jumpsuits, and their cat's eye glasses. It, it's, <laughs> it's about as tacky sounding as the IRS having their own SWAT team. It would be, no. be the International Archives having their own SWAT team of librarians going down with like tasers and like repelling equipment, wearing the full gear, except they're like beating the, like, instead of having like nightsticks to beat someone over the head, it's like like, like a Charles Dickens book or something that they beat. Like... We have cat's eye night vision goggles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cat eye. <laughs> we'll come for you. <laughs> you turn them on and it's the shape of the eyeballs like that they're glowing green <laughs> and they, like beat someone over the head Shh. 
Wow. Who's talking? This... What kind of red wine are you drinking? <laughs> apothic red. Uh, just a plain old apothic. The same as always. Oh. Sorry, I had class um, before I came. That's why I posted I was going to come running in here sideways with my hair on fire because my class got out at 730. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. But we're all good. It's all good. It was a good class. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is it. No more classes after ooh. after April. So yeah. Well, as long as I pass my comps. So. So this yeah. is a graduation day or year. No, no, no. If I <laughs> after I pass my comps, I I am approved for a PhD candidacy and I start my dissertation. No. So yeah, uh, December twenty twenty three is when I'll be gotcha. hopefully be done. Gotcha. The dissertation nice. starts soon. Everybody See, pray for me. I haven't been that far up in the in the in the ladder of, of this. I know how a master's degree works. I haven't gone for doctoral, so I don't know how that works. In America, this is how in, in Europe, in like England, you get four years to write your dissertation. You don't have to take courses. You teach if you want to, take some seminars. You don't have to take courses, you get four years to write a dissertation in America, or at least at TWU, you take ninety hours of coursework <laughs> and you get a and then you take exams and you get a year to write your dissertation. And that includes the prospectus. So, yeah. We, but I'll have a lot more time. You got to do it on like 18 gallons of caffeine a day. That's just how America works. Or a whole lot of wine. I mean, that's saying. how you calm down from the jitters <laughs> of having so much caffeine for the first, you know, 16 hours, 36 hours of your day. I'm doing my best, man. This is why I didn't have it. And I didn't want to come in here and talk about my readings for the last two weeks because no one wants to hear that much about open access and rhetorical theory. So. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> no. <laughs> then go Let's to my Twitter. I've been complaining all day. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll move in before before we ask you how to you know, ask us about that more. Save you from that. I'm drinking something kind of interesting today. Oh, good. So I don't know if there's a name for um, ginger ale and rum. It's really good. Oh, it, dark and stormy. It tastes, huh? Is it a dark and stormy? I thought uh, a dark and stormy it's was ginger Guinness beer. And... Ginger beer. Okay. Well, this is a ginger. Okay. Is this is a ginger ale? It's a, or is it a nail? But. Um, Ginger soft drink, say that. <laughs> but um, I really like. I'll I'll put a um a, a spiced rum in it, and it's fantastic. Um, unfortunately, didn't have ginger ale, and I couldn't get ginger ale today. So, oh, no. nor could I get Seven Up. So I'm falling even further down the line, and I'm going to call this like apparently a, a a dirty Captain Jack because I didn't have any other name for it. I couldn't figure anything out. I called it a Jack, Captain Jack back in college. So I'm using Sprite. And this is, t- oh, it's, it's good. No. It's good. It's just a little sweeter than normal. I probably would go with a drier rum in this case, but uh, it's still good. <laughs> I mean, Sprite's a good mixer because you can't really taste anything, but yeah, still. I mean, I, I like, the thing is, is I like not as sweet things. So I'll go with like yeah. a rum and like a seven up, which is fantastic. Or I don't like straight seltzer. It's a little, but um, <laughs> ginger ale to me has the, like enough of the flavors in it that makes it really good. It kind of gives me that essence of, um, when you put Jaeger and root beer together, it is an entirely different. No, okay. So I, I see y'all guys are looking funny. There is something about the flavor palette that goes like this, and you get like a weird. All right, it's not weird. It's just this rainbow of flavors that come across, and it's not terrible. It's really good. It's the way to drink it. Okay, you know the mezcal story. Same thing with Jaegers. <laughs> I haven't drank Jaeger since one certain day back in college either yeah i haven't had jaeger since the 90s and i made bad decisions and got tattoos so. 
At this point in time, I just go straight to NyQuil. Oh, well, I mean, actually, <laughs> red NyQuil is not that far off from Jaeger, mm. so. It's just, I, like, it tastes better because it doesn't taste like freaking licorice. If Jaeger didn't taste like licorice, one reason I mix it with root beer, the licorice flavor is weird. It's completely different. See, I like the licorice flavor, though. <laughs> Absinthe, yet here we come. We, we come into the whole talking about oh, what is what is that very steep absinthe? All right, absinthe, absinthe yeah. is very wormwood. Yeah, it is straight licorice that looks like you broke a highlighter into it. And I will admit that I've tried <laughs> to like the wormwood. It. The wormwood does that. It has a very and yeah. I I don't know you if don't I'm like doing it? it right or wrong though with the, with the sugar cube. I don't get it. I don't understand. I've tried to you follow put the instructions. Spoon over the top. I you got, put the sugar I got spoon. certain parts of anatomy stuck in a fan. It didn't work. Um, I don't. <laughs> Have you watched? I don't Moulin understand Rouge? how people you how drink that and like it. Dax <laughs> <laughs> is over here going. I, I don't know what I just heard. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> So maybe I just need someone to either explain to me how to drink it or set it up and let me see it like the tea service that it should be served as. It sounds like it you sounds take like the absinthe liqueur. It. It's in a jar. You put the slotted spoon. Put the slotted spoon over your cup. You put the sugar cube on the slotted spoon. Then you take the cold. It needs to be cold water. Zach's just shaking his head. I've always heard it cold water. Absinthe first. Then you light the, the sugar cube on fire. That's okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. And then, part. Yeah. And then you you pour the cold water. The cold water. To put the fire out, and, and, and it all goes in. Yeah. But sorry, I forgot the about fire that part. Is necessary to caramelize the Car- sugar to get yeah. uh, to cut the absinthe flavor, which is horrible. See, that's where I got messed up and got parts of my anatomy stuck in a fan. <laughs> but also remember, and I don't know if this is still the case, but it used to be the case that absinthe with the wormwood as a hallucinogenic was not legal in America. So mm-hmm. you'd have to order it from like Amsterdam or someplace like yeah. that. I don't know if that's changed because I haven't looked into buying any in like 20 years it since I was my second has husband. not but... changed. You can get absinthe yeah. that is done with a wood very similar to it. Um, you can't get traditional absinthe yet. They're trying to figure out a way to still... Do, they've brewed it through wormwood that was not with the spores or the okay. um, w- without the mushrooms on it, and it's just as I understand it, it has the flavor, but it's not there. Um, Somebody in America is doing it. You just have to figure out who it is and how you. And get I got to find it. the bootlegger absinthe makers. <laughs> and really, yet again, there's another steampunk, you know, another steampunk uh, bathtub opportunity. <laughs> if, if you're trying to get a psychedelic, we've got plenty to choose from here already. <laughs> I know I gotta saying. have it looking like urine and tasting like licorice with like flaming sugar. What's more steampunk than bathtub absinthe? Austin, Come on, Austin tap water. It might blind it you or it might <laughs> might make you see fairies, but either way, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe it'll blind me and I see fairies. Where I'm going, I don't need eyes to Wait see. Your journey is only just begun. <laughs> Jack, did you have any homework tonight? <laughs> no, this is my homework. What are you talking about? Okay, I we just wanted to make so sure we weren't time. skipping over. Actually, I, I do have something cool to show you, made yet again by my favorite woodworking friend. Gave me a Christmas present, and it took until about well early February to get here because the USPS. Mm. But uh, he gave me a wonderful wood burned ornament. For the tree I just put up, so it's going to sit right over here on my wanted poster. Love it. Nice. 
So nice work, you man. guys would be, anybody would be interested. It comes from cool. Greek gods giggling. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there, there Very we go. cool. It has its spot right there. <laughs> Ta-da. That was your homework? That was my homework. Facts. How'd you do? Um, Am I the only one that came with homework? Hey, I have an excuse. <laughs> no, you, no, I don't. I'm not. Yes. New movie. Co- or new. Oh, is it a movie? Lord. TV yes, show? it's a movie, and I've been meaning to watch it. Thank you. Nightmare <laughs> Alley. Nightmare Alley. Guillermo del Toro. Um, it's mostly, uh, you know, turn of the century, uh, paranormal, and a little bit of steampunk. I, I haven't seen it. I just saw the preview, but it looks kind of cool. Um, wondered if you guys knew anything more about it, or, or uh, I thought we'd take a few minutes to talk about it. I have not seen or heard of this. This is now yeah. on my radar. I have definitely heard of it. I just haven't had time. I keep seeing the ad for it. And I want to go in and watch it because it's on Prime, I think. Amazon Prime. So I need to... It looks badass. And Guillermo del Toro does amazing does yeah. amazing work. Did you... Have you watched it yet? That's... No. No, I just... You know, I'm last minute looking through stuff at work going, <laughs> oh, I could talk about that if I knew anything about it. Uh, well, I still haven't watched we the Aeronaut on... yet, so... Yeah, well, I was going to say, should we make this our homework to watch this and report back on the next? That sounds like a I mean, fun idea. We can try it. It's two hours. We have two weeks. We're all going to wait until Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock to watch it. But I do want to see it, and this gives me we'll a push to... double speed before I go to work. <laughs> this gives me a push to get in there and watch it. Because, yeah, I want to see it. It looks fantastic. I think it's diesel punk setting more, but it mm-hmm. looks really amazing. It's sort of on that, that 1920s order, right? architecture. Yeah, I, I don't know how technically steampunk it's going to be or diesel punk. It just sort of fits in that time period. And uh, the things that are coming out right now are more historical. Big yeah. fairies. They would have you. Yeah, uh, I still need to get. Is there a trailer yet for Carnival Row? No, no. There's not yet. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was okay. shocked to find out they were still trying to make it. So. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last time. I was shocked they were trying to make it, so I'm waiting for a trailer. We wa- um, Matt and I watched the first episode of Gilded Age, and it was was gorgeous, an absolute spectacle. But we've got <clears throat> two episodes stacked up to catch up with. But I think it's going to be really beautiful. So that is, it's it's the old money versus the new money in in late 19th century New York, and that's that was a bananas mm. time. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So we watched the first episode, really good. Everybody, the cast seems fantastic so far. So that's going to be exciting because it was it was a weird time to be in New York. You know, we had the the old money, the Dutch from the 17th century, and we had the robber barons coming in from the 19th century with all their money, but no class. You know, and they just oh, wanted you mean to. Be- the, you mean the Bitcoin people of today? Actually, you know what? If we're looking for a comparison, yeah. I mean, the robber barons had, they were, they were generally, it was the bootstrap philosophy. It was the dudes that pulled themselves up, made a whole lot of money, and they just spent it on the most ridiculous, extravagant things that they could. Much, well, that ventures into politics. Much so like people do are doing with no, Bitcoin these days. Let's talk was, about it. I'm thinking Trump's about gold apartment, Trump's entirely gold apartment. Oh yeah. yeah, tacky. That is what the that is what New Money Gilded Age was doing. New Money Gilded Age was. I was thinking about uh, Bezos's new mega yacht. Bridge. He's, oh, God. <laughs> he's having a. Uh, is it shaped like his rockets? No, he's trying to destroy a bridge, bridge in the Netherlands. 
be Netherlands? assembled so that they can get through because oh the boat is too big. When your <laughs> ship is literally bigger than a naval military cruiser, you got a problem. You got too and, much money. But it's a histor it, it's Netherlands, right, or Amsterdam. It um, is old. It is yeah. an old bridge. And his boat can't get through the canal, so they're going to yeah. It's a whole, yeah. new, a whole new level of compensation. Are they going right to put there. it back together after he's I, on the other side? I don't know, but protesters are losing their minds about it. So yeah, that's essentially the Gilded Age. I mean, it's new money, new money versus old, and people like just, Bezos just and Trump. And a little bit. Push it under the bridge. It's Jeff Bezos. He does what he wants. When you have more money than about 40% of the world's governments, yeah... If you can take apart a bridge, but you can't let your workers unionize and pay them a living wage, then there is a problem. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Considering That's that awesome. if he paid everybody from the beginning of COVID, was it 2020 to 2021 for one year, he could have paid everyone $144,000 for the entire year as a salary. And it wouldn't have changed his amount of money for the entire year. Yeah. yeah. He had to go to space. He had to beat Elon Musk and, and Richard Branson to space. And he didn't. He did he not didn't. beat them. Richard Branson, <laughs> Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they are all trying to fight each other to get to the race to space the for atmosphere million, for billionaires. And yet we <laughs> still have starving children in America. Flint has no clean water still. NASA still did it me. decades ago. I know. Ago. As the I, amount of money that, what, what was his name? Uh, he but has NASA a has newspaper no and he ran for Democratic NASA presidency. as much money as we want to give him. Wait, I mean, if, if any of these people who decide to run for office are spending millions of dollars on ad revenue, can you imagine going into like Flint, Michigan and fixing their water? You all of a sudden have a city and or a state that is willing to vote for you now. But that's not like, the point because that's not going to give you a legacy. I mean, your legacy just started technically. Your legacy you says, I'm cool. I went to space. I'm just I saying know. there's, I know. you know what I'm talking Y'all know what I'm talking about historically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now Why in the history the book little problems? this guy. Why fix the small problems when you can do something like shoot your ass into space and people and will remember it. right after you? Mark Twain coined the term the Gilded Age oh. to describe what we would say today. You can't polish a turd. Thank you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We're gild, we're mean, gild stupid stuff that should not that's be gilded. The, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's but nothing changed. I mean. But it shows nothing changes. The yeah, song yeah, yeah. remains the same. This we went through. We we've gone through our twenties. We've gone through the depression. We're going through our depression. Every and it all recycles. It always does. There. This is a much longer conversation about the cycles of history. But human beings, y'all, we don't <laughs> change. Much. We don't change. Everyone thinks we changed. I'm like, have you noticed how fast like humanity evolves? For one. It's not that fast. We're, we're evolving faster than we can understand the, the technology that we're creating the problem. Yeah. Once the once once the industrial era hit in the mid 1800s, we started evolving our technology faster than our brains could comprehend. And so yeah. that is why we have TikTok. We used to have this thing where it would take about every 20 years, a new thing would, would emerge, a new technology. And then it would take it about 50 to 100 years to cross all the oceans and become normal. And now it's, we can't. And now we have people making nachos on a countertop for a TikTok video. I'm just saying. I mean, even <laughs> I make stupid YouTube videos of, of gaming 
I mean, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's great. I'm learning a skill if I ever get hired by anyone who wanted like movie stuff done. But yeah, no, it's my art. And some people's decided I'm going to pour nachos on a counter is art. I'm just saying it's not that. And now I'm going to okay. sell it as an NFT for $150,000. Your art is the good side of me taking videos of my giant fat orange cat snoring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, the problem the is, is you're going to get more hits than I am. Honestly, like yeah, Brax brings in the hit. of the of the time it takes me to edit. Brax's milkshake brings all the all the viewers to the yard. I can't help it. He's a thick <laughs> boy, and everybody loves him. Uh, you know, I, sh I should just I should just anytime you want me to take take video of your cat, I'll edit it for you. And make it, I will do it. We will we will make it. I'll do that weird like lighting effect that Obama had, where it was like the three different colors, and we'll put something funny under him. And it'd be great. Oh, you just put it on his belly because that's usually how he's lands. <laughs> Pet me. Pretty much, yeah. Extravagant. Oh, no. Karma horror. That's my guy. Thirteen and fabulous. Oh, that, that there's your tagline. <laughs> well, I oh, think we managed to fill an hour. <laughs> you all doing? I just find one more steampunky thing. Okay. Uh, before we go. Uh, do you guys watch uh, Lucifer? Love yes, Lucifer. I've watched all of it. I haven't finished the final season because I can't because I don't want it to be over. Why? What did you? <laughs> it... So the the main character is played by an actor named Tom Ellis. Right? Yes, he was in Doctor yeah. Who. Love him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. The Martha Jones uh, episodes where she's walking across the earth to find things that will destroy the Doctor, and she comes back to England, and the guy that's waiting with the boat, Tom. Oh, see, unless That's he's him. like, "Hello, detective." I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna care. Yeah, he was the guy that <laughs> picked her up on the shore and brought her into the resistance in Britain. Yeah. What do you desire? So he's Wait, got a really? new role as a steampunk <laughs> inventor. We <laughs> know. Uh, oh my god! In uh, oh, really? a show I guess it's called Washington Black. When uh, is this? When is this a thing? It's on Hulu. Nice. On Hulu, right? So I'm gonna have to steal it somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Probably Based on the novel of the same name by hmm. S.C. Oh, I can't pronounce that. Um, Wigan. Okay. Washington Black follows the 19th century adventures of an 11-year-old George Washington, Wash Black, who was forced to flee the Barbados sugar plantation he grew up on after a shocking death threat to abend his life. So, uh, cool. So it's about a slave that escapes from Haiti and becomes an inventor and... And Lucifer uh, gets involved. Yeah, he, he hooks up. Uh, <laughs> and Lucifer after. gets involved. That's all I care to hear. We're We're Tom Ellis, yeah. On a remarkable okay, journey so across yeah. the sky with young George Washington Black at his side. Oh, that sounds so interesting. They're on the run together. Yeah, he's on the run with a Haitian slave or Haitian runaway slave. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I love him. He is. Like I said, I haven't watched the, the second half of the final season of Lucifer's. So I can't. It's good. I mean, they, they do they do close pretty much every. Um, I know. I just I have story. a problem. They had the time to do it. They did it right. I, I have a with problem you. with ending shows. It's... I, I don't like shows ending. I'm pissed off when shows don't get their due, and then I'm also annoyed when it's. I mean, some shows do get their due. Grim, it ended well. Fringe, 
gorgeous ending. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I was sad to see it go, but the ending was brilliant. Some shows get the ending that they're due, but some, but it doesn't matter. I just don't want to see him go. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't like, I, I don't like the idea know. of not having him running yeah. around with the detective. Know. It's kind of like the whole Sherlock Holmes problem. They could, the guy who wrote it tried to end the, tried to end the series like four different, four different books. Yeah. And each time he's like, this is the last Sherlock kept... Holmes book I'm writing. Yeah. And then I know this is, I seriously think that I say this is my last one, but it keeps going. Arthur Conan Doyle had a whole lot more going on though. He got embroiled in the whole Cottingly fairy photos scandal. So yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle had a lot more going on than, yeah. Do you not know about the fairy photo scandal? I did not know. Okay. If you, I, I think it's Cottingly. I think it's the, I'm not sure it's Cottingham or Cottingly. A group of uh, two girls came forward and they captured fo fairies on photo plates. And I'm aware Conan, of that story. Well, Conan uh, Doyle was one of the ones that was insisting that it was real. Oh. Yeah. And then it was revealed that it was not. <laughs> and also Houdini and Conan Doyle, if you look them up, the whole oh, thing yeah. about Conan Doyle believing in the supernatural and Houdini specifically did not because he thought it was a scam and people were getting hurt. And those two and their wasn't that the time relationships were big too. Late eighteenth, early late eighteenth century, early twentieth century. Even those Sherlock two Holmes fights that in one of his one of his uh, stories where he basically proves it's wrong or proves Doyle it's had a big belief in the supernatural. He I, oh, I, I don't I know if tell. he was I don't know if he was specifically a theosophist. I don't know if he specifically followed Madame Blavatsky, but he definitely believed in the supernatural and the ability to speak. To people be on the grave and so that's how he got caught up in the fairy photo scandal because uh -huh. he said they were real and they were not they were two incredibly talented little girls but they were not real yeah early photoshop yeah first first tiktokers and they <laughs> they were very talented memers in a time when that wasn't quite there yet yeah uh, i mean so. not just them this whole period had um fake spiritualists out the wazoo because it's well, an easy way to make quick money. Well, yeah. and people figured out that you could take, you know, the early photography, you could take those plates, yeah. not the tin types, Mommy. but the plates, the glass plates, and you could manipulate you. them and create all sorts of really amazing stuff. That's where a lot of the ghost photography comes from. Early photography was very easily manipulable. Yeah, people wanted to play with it after the yeah. fact that, yeah, we can take a picture of it, but what else can we do now? It's what can, what can we add onto the yeah. edges around here to we need Adobe. <laughs> People, yeah, early photographers, there was some amazing stuff that came out of them because they were playing with the plates, which is how you end up with, like Let's I said, a picture. Go like this. spirit photography, you know, around the edges. But we also had Victorian photos of children who had passed away because they wanted yeah. to keep a photo. Yeah. So Victorian photography was bonkers. It was amazing. It was so incredible. Go look up pictures on Victorian photography of dead people, and there's a lot of them online. <laughs> yeah, Victorians were big on death, though. That's yeah, how they it were. was. Those aren't those aren't trick photography. No, that's, that's just not. taking a no. picture with a dead person. They killed people for no. those pictures, man. Those are <laughs> real. Them. 
but there was photos of the dead people that were manipulated to show to turn into spirit photography with mm-hmm. things around the okay. edges. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shenanigans going on with you, yeah. You could mess with the chemicals during during the time when they they scrape things dep- around yeah. and whatnot, and it would do different. Depending on how you expose the edge and what you yeah. could put onto it. I yeah. got to play with some of that actually in art uh, when I was taking art art classes, and we did photo of. Uh, it's a paint that is that changes colors when hit with light and so you put shadowy stuff or something you cover uh your basically your sheet with different styles of um objects so i had like a grate and then i had like you know solid objects then i had uh something that were light would barely come through and you'd manipulate it over your board and then you would put light on it and it would it would do some really cool stuff and it was uh, litho no it's the shadow one I can't remember what that's called. Um, they they did a lot like in the those big science spectrum type buildings where they'd have like the flash bulb on the wall and you'd stand against the wall and you'd move and you'd see your shadow stuck on the wall. Like, oh, like the the Hiroshima, room. like the Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki shadow. Yeah, but it was like a glow. But it was a it was a yeah. it was a the wall had that ability to absorb light and so it yeah. showed your shadow and it looked like you were a a victim of being evaporated. <laughs> Not quite so permanent. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we have run over. It's we have. True. And so For I need no- to shout out to our patrons who are uh, helping us keep the lights on here. We'd like to thank the Dowager Duchess Claire Bear, Jenny Ryan and Ryan Shaver, Kitty Vinson, and of course Rita and Lawrence Allen. Lawrence, I hope you got off the roof safely. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> if not, we want to hear the funny story. Yes, please. <laughs> share it with us so we can tell it next episode. You can always find us and uh, send comments to us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. You can email us, uh, us at texassteampunkconnection at gmail.com uh, You can find our podcast at texassteampunkconnection.podbean.com And now we're much more active on Twitter at TXSteampunkConnect1 Thanks to Blue Stocking News. <laughs> Using that as an excuse not to do her homework. And Our also, music is brought to you by zapsplat.com. And yes? Oh. Yes, sir. We're also going to be on Rumble uh, this week. What the hell Rumble? Is Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> so Rumble is the, new, is the new YouTube without all the boundaries. <laughs> okay. Is this an alt-right thing? Are we safe? No, is this no, a parlor? No, <laughs> no, it's not an alt-right thing. It literally is. It, like Essentially, everyone who's getting pissed off with all the problems on Facebook on are moving okay. over so uh, okay. YouTubers that got their sites closed down because of stupid stuff from over there. Uh, I know it's now in the news because stuff going on, but I just want to mention that I have opened it up and essentially as they get posted on YouTube, on SteamChess.com, uh, SteamChess YouTube, they will be porting over to Rumble for those of you who want to be on Rumble watching. Cool. Very Yay. cool. Thanks, so we're, we're, we're all over the place. We are every. We are everywhere. <laughs> we're trying to be everywhere. <laughs> if we're not at a place that you think we ought to be, <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Leave I'm us not doing TikTok, y'all. Right we're done. We don't say anything else. Where we're going? We can, we can do videos of Jack dancing on TikTok, but that's as far as I go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will be back here in another two weeks after uh valentine's day and uh yeah mind your gauges mind your gauges